to Words on Wood and another tree short special. Before I reveal today's timber, I have a puzzle for you. A brain teaser, if you will. What type of tree connects breakfast and ball games? Any idea? Let me give you a clue. It's something that both pancakes and basketball have in common. Any closer? Well, they both have maple trees as their special ingredient. So, maple syrup is an obvious connection there for the pancakes, but basketball? Sports fans out there may be able to get this one. The most widely used wood for basketball courts, as well as squash courts, gym floors, pool cues, bowling alleys and bowling pins, is maple. Hard maple comes in a couple of different types, but the one most people know best, and the most prolific producers of maple syrup, is the sugar maple, Latin name Asa saccharum. Alongside sugar maple, you can also get black and rock maple, all of which have several particular qualities that make them perfect for the hard-wearing demands of sport. One way of comparing wood strength is to measure its hardness, which can be established through a test that involves pressing a small steel ball into the surface of a timber sample. Called the Janka Hardness Test, it measures the hardness value of the wood through the level of force required to press the ball into the material. You'd have to press down with a lot of force to put a dent in maple, so it can withstand an awful lot of dribbling from those basketballs. Run your fingers over a piece of maple, and you'll feel a wood that is naturally very smooth and velvety to the touch. This is down to maple's tight and fine grain. It's also smooth wearing, which is another excellent quality when choosing a surface that sustains a lot of heavy use, just like a gym floor. The grain of an oakwood floor, by contrast, would wear away unevenly, leaving behind hard ridges that would need to be regularly sandblasted away. Maple, on the other hand, can really take a beating, and when it does eventually wear down, it does so in a flat and uniform way. The wood is prized for the incredibly pale colour of its sapwood, the newer outer rings of wood that move water and minerals up and down the trunk to the branches and leaves. Sapwood eventually becomes a tree's heartwood, the darker, dead core that supports the tree. Maple's heartwood is usually very thin, sometimes only comprising of a pencil-thin section, which leaves lots of lovely light wood for turning into basketball courts. It was this pale colour that attracted one designer, Maria Brun, who's the founder of her eponymous design and furniture studio in Copenhagen, Denmark. Maria is an award-winning designer whose work covers products, interiors and exhibition design. Throughout her work, she's always had a strong, hands-on interest in working with timber. During the pandemic, Maria took part in Connected, a project organised by AHEC that invited nine designers from different countries to create a table and chairs that explored how their working lives had changed during the coronavirus lockdown. Maria's piece, called Nordic Pioneer, is her personal take on a work-from-home desk that can double as a table come family mealtimes. The Connected Project was kicked off by the pandemic and and not being able to go to the office but being stuck at home kind of having two worlds collide your your personal life and your your the practicalities practicalities of everyday life in my case it was having my son at home and and kind of my family being present at all times but also trying to find 
a quiet place or uh, finding a place where I still was able to create. I was still able to leave samples or sketches uh, on the table and not having them kind of collide with the breakfast or the dinner situation that also had to take place. I'm sure many of us identify with this scenario and the constant negotiations with the people we share living space with. Maria's solution was simple, but also highly technical. The table, the workhorse of the Nordic pioneer, has a hinge that allows an extra piece of wood to flip up, turning the desk into a dining table. I had this idea of a a transformable process, so being able to create a safe space for me as a, a working designer, create a safe space, but also being able to open up that space and invite people in, not only my family, but later on when we're able to invite uh, collaborators and the people we work with to invite them into our offices or our spaces again. This was not Maria's first maple moment. In fact, she'd worked with this particular wood before on a very important project. I had previously worked with with maple actually many many years ago uh, with my uh, graduation project. Uh, I had created a series of furniture called Invader. It was like a storage system or storage units, which was quite fun when I start when I when I think back at it. Maria even carried over a detail from her graduate project, which she turned into those elliptical feet that sit on the table and armchairs many legs, which the designer hopes lends an anthropomorphic vibe to the set. I almost wanted it to feel like like these pieces of furniture had feet and were able to move overnights in a way. So they had kind of a life of their own. And it was this detail, these smooth, rounded feet, that inspired the name that Maria gave this particular set of furniture. I also chose the Nordic pioneer name very um, as a very conscious choice. I mean, to me, a pioneer is someone who kind of travels into the world and, and tries to convey a meaning or an approach uh, to other people, tell their stories and moves on to the next place. So, so in that sense, I really wanted the piece to have like a, a character, like it could almost uh, move around in space. And that's why this uh, small elliptical detail became a foot. And because Maria has this background of experience using maple, she really knew how to get the most out of this beautiful wood. She took this rounded foot detail and scaled it up to make wooden seats for an accompanying pair of stools. Although they look like soft, overstuffed cushions, they're actually solid wood, smoothed and rounded to make the most of the maple's material qualities. I mean, you'd be surprised. It has the softest touch. And that's also what maple is is able to do. You're able to refine the material and the grain structure and to soften it so much that it becomes a much stronger sense of material than it would if it was a cushion or if it was an upholstered surface. Even when working with just a single timber, the living nature of wood means there can be interesting variations in the final piece you select. Maria chose to use something called curly maple for her tabletop. This type of pattern is called fiddleback, 
and it's where the timber of a tree has a curly pattern that was formed by the grain of the tree interlocking as it grows. Maria got sent a lot of different maple samples by Benchmark, the furniture manufacturer that produced Maria's design for the Connected project. And she knew, the minute she saw this particular maple sample, that this was what she wanted to work with. When we were able to get the curly maple, the the inherent qualities of, of this material actually really stood out because we were making this large surface, desk surface, and the curly maple just gave it such a stronger expression. Uh, it's a lot of wood you're kind of relating to on, on such a big table. And, and it really just gave a much more, um, a much stronger feeling of the material. And essentially that's what we want to convey to the users in a way that when you, when you take your hand and, and carry it over a table plate, you should be able to get an experience of what this material is able to do, both visually and, and in the tactile experience. So, so I think the curly Mabel added a dimension um, to that. Another key aesthetic choice when it came to working with maple was to use a white pigmented wash to seal the wood and keep that lovely, pale, natural quality to it, even as the wood ages. It could almost uh, blend in and become part of the fixed interior in a way. Um, and I, I wanted to create that disappearing feeling uh, in space because it is like a fairly large piece and I wanted them to be very uh, soft, almost like a... a a generous uh, gesture towards the people using it. But remember, however soft and smooth maple might appear, it's seriously tough stuff. Maria put the wood through its paces by making the whole of the table out of maple, including that signature hinge. That huge hinge down the length of the table is almost 100% wood. I wanted to make the hinge in the wood, so I didn't want to add a metal hinge in brass or steel. I wanted the wood to be capable of moving. So along with my, my trusted carpenter back home, but also with the benchmark who carried out the beautiful pieces, we, we developed a, a wooden hinge where uh, the material itself became the, the rotation part. Um, and I mean, this was uh, quite the challenge for the carpenters. A, a two meter long hinge uh, is a is a, a difficult uh, is a difficult task. Despite this challenge, they managed it. This very long hinge that's made almost entirely out of wood. And Maria didn't even get to see her finished design up close and personal until it went on display at the London Design Museum. This was the final piece of the connected puzzle where the nine designers, AHEC and Benchmark, could actually get together and admire the fruits of their collective labour. Maria, however, was a little bit distracted on opening night. When I saw it there for the first time, I'm horrible like that. I'm kind of lying underneath the table because I'm much more curious <laughs> as to what is going on uh, under the surface in a way, because my eye could see what I had been able to see via FaceTime calls or Zoom calls. I could easily read the project as I, I had been able to prior. but. I was just, I wanted to feel the weight of the pieces. I wanted to kind of crawl underneath the table and be able to see how did they do that small detail? Could we have done that differently? Or 
or would I have done that differently had I been there physically in the development process? Um, so I was, uh, I was kind of the uh, nerd crawling around on the on the ground uh, before, of course, getting back on my feet and uh, saying hello to people and presenting the piece to pe- people. Maria was originally drawn to choosing maple for its visual qualities, its grain, its pillowy look, its distinct luminous colour. But when she finally got to see it in person, it was those tactile properties that meant she couldn't keep her hands off it. She might not be playing basketball on it any time soon, but that smoothness and hardness were key to getting those physical details. The curved feet. The wooden hinge. Just right. Thank you for listening. I've been your host, India Block, and this episode was produced and edited by Avi Hall. Subscribe to Words on Wood on your favourite podcast platform and catch our next tree short where we'll be looking at American Cherry with Mac Collins.